Maurice, if you don't mind, this is a really, really huge one. Negative self-talk. It's in a lot of books. New Ageism teaches it. The world teaches it. If you could just elaborate just for a minute or so on this topic, why don't why have you discounted negative self-talk as a real phrase? And why is it not? It started with observing myself as a young psychology student um, who was using myself as a guinea pig. I started noticing some um, differences between thoughts. And as my frontal lobe finished developing, I continued to pay closer attention to uh, the types of categories where thoughts would come into my head. With the help of our spiritual uh, information, of the idea that the Holy Ghost could talk to us, of the idea that we would have our own souls and spirits, and the idea that Satan could uh, work to influence us, I was um, unsatisfied with the number of explanations for what satanic influence actually meant like what does that actually mean if he's influencing does that mean he kind of walks by and makes a face at you um and what is temptation actually what is torment actually as i started pulling up the scriptures the idea that it was possible then i went over to the psychology world and started looking for their explanations for this experience. And as I kept going backwards and backwards and backwards and backwards, trying to find the origin of the concept of negative self-talk, I found that there had become an agreement, a bizarre and fascinating agreement between the scientist world and the religious world, where they agreed that the religionists would not talk about science and the scientists would not include religion. They made a pact that they would not cross each other's pathways. And so it became a rule that scientists were not allowed to discuss and include spiritual elements in the sciences. And therefore, they had to find an alternative explanation for the negative things that came into the human brain. And if you're Freudian, they come up with some uh, negative subconscious that's hiding in your brain somewhere, regularly manufacturing negativity against your will. And I really had a hard time accepting that concept. And I says, like, where is that? What, what part of my brain is this hiding subconscious that's always manufacturing negativity to sabotage me? This fits right next door to self-sabotage and all the mysterious concepts that come with that. I have learned after, and I've tested this for 20 years, okay, to make sure we're getting this one right. And I'll guarantee you it's right. There is no such thing as self-sabotage. Okay, there's very sneaky, subtle, satanic sabotage that looks like you. If, if I may, uh, so for me, it, so that I'm not as smart as you are, Maurice. So you, you've had this whole uh, cool experience with it. For me, it's just, I just, it's just simple. There's only two powers in the universe. It's, it's either Heavenly Father from the Holy Spirit or it's from Darth Vader. And I, I just, I just got to keep reminding myself that that's, that those are the only two powers. So I don't have to be very, very, very smart or a scientist to still know that self-talk is really not a real thing. Thank you. Um, I put a quote in here from the, um, one, the first um, Come Follow Me lesson this year. It says, Moses uh, clearly shows powerful spiritual experiences that do not exempt us from temptation. In fact, one of Satan's tactics is to tempt us to doubt those experiences of what we have learned from them. Anyway, he just continues to uh, inform us that Satan's involved. There was another one here I wanted to read. Satan's most powerful weapon is distraction. That's a common theme from last general conference. 
And then another one that I'm finding to be a regular theme in my work with people that are good like unto yourselves. I'm looking at the look down the road, October 2021 quote. The adversary seems determined to get good people to do nothing or to at least waste their time on things that will distract them from their lofty purpose and goals. The adversary understands that distractions do not have to be bad or immoral or to be effective. Let's look at this scientifically for a second. What is a distraction? And most of us know that you can experience a distraction without it being something visual. Let me give you an example. If you're sitting there reading, I want you to try observe this sometime. If you're sitting there reading something or working on something that's important, and then you're distracted, observe that it wasn't anything in front of you, but it's just an idea that came into your head that is not relevant to what you're working on. Most people assume that they did that to themselves. Here I am reading my scriptures or studying something like that, and I get distracted by um, needing to check the company finances. It's not a bad thing, but it doesn't help me right now. There's a couple of things going at Life Change Services that uh, have our logical anxiety producers. And so if I'm trying to write an article or to uh, do a therapy session and the idea to think about what's going on in other settings comes into my head, that's not me doing it to myself. I'm not distracting myself. How do I know? If I want to pick up a, a toy off of the floor, I have to go, I want to pick up that toy. I have to move my body. I pick it up and I intentionally pick up the toy. Okay. If I want to put something in my mouth, all of us now that are older than three years old, we all, if we want something in our mouth, we have to intentionally pick it up, scoop it up and put it in our mouths. Thank you. This is the same thing with thoughts. If you didn't reach for it, pick it up and put it into your own brain, it did not come from you. It did not come from you, all right? Now, what if it's something that was already in there? I remember thinking about this one. Uh, the brain can be kind of like a jukebox, all right? There's lots of things in there that can be played again and be played again and be played again. But what if you were sitting in one of those old 50s places that had one of those small record jukeboxes and someone came in and put that evil stuff called country music? Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just using that as an example. Okay. If this was supposed to be a fifties place and it was supposed to only play fifties style music and someone snuck in and put some country records in there, that would be really disturbing. If someone would want beep, 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 playing a country. Does that mean that you put the country songs in the jukebox? Just because you have a thought that plays in there that was there since you were 14. It was there since you were 22. It was there when you were 18. Man, I was in tears the other day when I was talking to a woman and we were trying to find some of the origins of some of the records in her head. And she started quoting about 10 or 20 things that her mother would say to her all the time. Things like, have you checked to make sure you're fatter than the other girls in your class yet? Are you really going to go to school with your hair like that? It is ugly. She just started counting these out. And these, she's 50 years old now and those records still play in her head as she's getting ready to go to church. Are you sure you're not fatter than the other women at church today? Scientists will tell you that she's doing it to herself. Now, did you notice when I said that, that most of you had a little flicker of protective anger? What do you mean she's doing that to herself? She's not doing that to herself. You feel this little protective surge or she wants to keep repeating that. We hear that from the psychologist. Oh, you want to keep talking negative to yourself. 
I finally had this image of I'm sitting there enjoying a nice big fat hamburger in my 50s um, restaurant and someone else comes in and pushes the buttons on the jukebox and starts playing country music that I didn't ask for. And it just starts playing. That's not us. 